This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Truett Cathy is the founder of Chick-fil-A restaurants. Perhaps you've heard of them, right? Uh, Chick-fil-A. One of the things that he said is a key to success is following something that, that never changes. And so Chick-fil-A restaurants, from the very beginning, when there was only one, to now where there's over thousands, they followed the closed on Sundays rule, right? And so if you work for Chick-fil-A, you already know you have Sunday off. You can make plans. You can be with your family. You can go out of town. You can do whatever. You know you're not going to work on Sunday. It's a, it's a huge thing. But for Truett Cathy, that isn't the reason why Chick-fil-A restaurants aren't open on Sunday. For Truett Cathy, the reason was because of his conviction to honor the Lord on the Lord's day. Uh, maybe for some of us, we, we might understand it better to, to honor the Lord's Sabbath day. For Truett Cathy, that's who he is. He is not going to compromise. That kind of conviction stands out. This is where I'm at. Not going to change that. That stands out. Stands out especially today because today is Sunday, right? And if you want a Chick-fil-A sandwich, if you want a salad, if you want some waffle fries, if you want one of those amazing peach shakes from Chick-fil-A, you're not going to get one because they're closed, all right? They're clo all over the nation. They're closed. It stands out because it is conviction, right? And, and that stands out today because so much of our society, so much of our culture, so much of your life and mine is based on convenience instead of conviction. And what happens, not all the time, but what happens very frequently when we base our lives on convenience instead of conviction is we find ourselves in the category of being unfaithful, because it's just not convenient to be faithful. And so there are, you know, marriages that suffer through unfaithfulness. There are unfaithful business dealings. There are friendships that are hindered and harmed because of unfaithfulness. People fail, they falter, they forget, they forsake the promises that they have made all in the name of convenience. So as Pastor Ben mentioned today, we're, we're continuing on in our, our Fueled series where we're looking to be fueled by the Holy Spirit. Our, our anchor verse is Galatians 5, 22 and 23. We've kind of looked at that every, every time we've come together. And so I just want to encourage you, if you haven't learned that passage, go ahead and, and try to, to learn that passage this coming week. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace forbearance and kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And today, again, we're looking at faithfulness. So just on the outset, how faithful would you say you are? How faithful would you say your friends say you are? Let's look a little bit at faithfulness. Faithfulness is being consistent. It's being constant. 
It's being full of integrity. It's loyal. It holds on to the truth, and it never fails. It never changes. Okay? In every area of life, not just some. So, so again, what would you say your faithfulness level, if you will, is at? See, apart from the Holy Spirit, we struggle with faithfulness. One of the reasons why, if you're keeping notes, you can put that in there. One of the reasons why we, we struggle with faithfulness apart from the Holy Spirit is because of pressure, right? Pressure from the inside and, and pressure from the outside. Just, just think back to a time when maybe you were in, in grade school or maybe this past week when you were in the office at work and, and what happened is a group of people were talking and, and they were talking poorly about one of your friends or a coworker or somebody and, and you didn't say anything. You didn't agree with it, but you caved in because it was just easier. It was more convenient not to stick up for the other person. Or, or maybe you can think back a time, say when you were in school, maybe high school, and, and you need to make a good grade on the test so you could pass the course, or, or maybe so you could get in the National Honor Society or stay in the Honor Society. And, and so you studied really hard, really hard. You put your time in, you knew it well. It was time to take the test. You're in class, you're taking the test, you're going through the test, doing really well, and all of a sudden there's this, this question that's got you stuck. And you know you know the answer. You know you studied. You can picture the page and where the answer is at and everything, but, but you can't come up with it. And you give in to the pressure to look at someone else's paper and write down the answer. And so you end up turning a, a page in that is unfaithfully yours. Maybe you were in college right? and... And all your friends were going out, to, and they were going bar hopping and everything, but you, you weren't 21. And you gave in to the pressure, and, and you got yourself a fake ID so you could go along. Or maybe you're at, at work, and, and you're wanting to get up the, the company ladder. You're wanting to, you know, do better and do more and do well and everything. And there's this person, and, and they don't necessarily mean anything bad or anything, but they're just not moving anywhere, right? They're... they're they're in the way, and you end up kind of, well, not kind of, you end up stepping on them, right? Gave into that pressure of wanting to excel at, at whatever cost it might be. If it might be unfaithful in friendship, unfaithful in love, well, then that's what happened. Or maybe you're on the highway, you're going to the Dells, right? Uh, and, and you're just cruising down on the highway and everything's cool and relaxed. You got your family with you. And before you know it, a car zooms by you and then, a, then another one and another one and, a, and another one. And, and you give in to the pressure, right? And, and you go faster than the faster than the speed limit you were already going in the first place. Or maybe Satan comes to you and says, hey, nobody's gonna know. Nobody's gonna know. Click on that link. You can erase the history. No one will know. You, you won't get hurt. It won't hurt anybody. Uh, apart from the Holy Spirit, we struggle with faithfulness because we aren't always clear on who we are. See, our culture is calling on you and me all the time to define ourselves. Who are you? What's giving you your value, your identity. 
And so we come up with labels, and labels are powerful labels, you know, powerful things. And, and sometimes those labels are good, and, and, and sometimes they're not so good. Sometimes they're good, but we try to make them the, the best thing, right? And, and so we, we enjoy and appreciate labels like mom or dad or, you know, working or retired or, or whatever it might be, and they're, they're not necessarily bad at all. But then sometimes we give ourselves labels or other people give us labels, that trigger feelings of guilt and shame. And we say that's who we are. And so we're depressed or filled with anxiety or we're despondent. This I know that there are any number of people who are not in worship today or worshiping online because of guilt and shame. This I, this I know that there are people here today who are struggling with guilt and shame. Maybe it's the person sitting right next to you. Maybe it's the person sitting in your chair. And I just want you to know, if that's you, hold on. We got good news coming real soon. See, apart from the Holy Spirit, we struggle with faithfulness because we try to do life on our own. And because we try to do life on our own, what we don't do then is we don't lean in on God who is our rock and our refuge and our strength. And since we don't lean in on on God, we we really don't open up his word. We don't consider our baptisms or the Lord's Supper. Because we're, we're not leaning in on God, we, we don't have time to pray or, or we forget to pray because we're really just making it about ourselves. See, apart from the Holy Spirit, we struggle with faithfulness because faithfulness is about obedience and not convenience. And so we come up with what I call fractional faithfulness. Uh, we look at our lives and we go, we're doing pretty well here. Uh, and we kind of ignore that over there, right? We're, we're fractionally faithful. If you think about fractional faithfulness, a, a part of faithfulness, that's all it is. It's a fraction of, of faithfulness. So what that is is really broken faithfulness. What that really is, fractional faithfulness, really is, is unfaithfulness. And sometimes it, it sounds like this, you know, well, I, I maybe have done that or this, but at least I didn't do that. I can't believe they did that, you know? And when people from the outside, people who aren't Christians, they look inside and and they look into Christianity, and if we're living fractionally faithful lives, you know what they say? They say they're judgmental, those Christians are. And if indeed we are living fractionally faithful lives, they are correct, See, God isn't asking us to be fractionally faithful. This is what he says in Revelation 2, verse 10. Be faithful even to the point of death, and I'll give you the crown of life. He's not saying be fractionally faithful even to the point of death, and I'll give you the crown of life. That's kind of a, a scary passage. Here's the thing, in in spite of our unfaithfulness, there's still hope 
And here's why. In spite of our struggles with faithfulness, God is always faithful. God is always faithful. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God. Here here are some of the ways that that God is faithful. He is faithful over all creation. He's faithful over all creation. Things we see, things we don't see. Psalm 36, your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Can't go anywhere, Lord, where you are not faithful. Wherever I go, wherever I don't go, you're faithful. God is faithful to his word. It never changes. Always comes through. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? God is faithful. God is faithful when you and I are tempted to provide a way out so we don't have to fall into the sin. So cool he is, 1 Corinthians 10 says, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. God is faithful. God is faithful to forgive us When we miss the way out, God is faithful to forgive us even when we see the way out, but we're not strong enough or we're just mean enough to skip it and we go on and sin anyway. 1 John 1, 8 says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth isn't in us. If we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. All of this because God is faithful. God is faithful to his covenant of love. Covenant is one of those words we don't use a lot, right? I'm I'm not sure when's the last time I've used that in a sentence outside of like right now, right? But what what a covenant is, is a contract. It's agreement. Usually, Covenants, contracts are two-sided agreements, right? We want to buy a a car, so we go to the bank. The bank says, we'll loan you the money for the car. We'll do that for you. That's our part of the agreement. Your part is you're going to pay us back with a little bit more. Most of the contracts agreements are are two-sided, but God's covenant, his agreement, his contract with you and me isn't two-sided. It's one-sided. It's all on him, Okay. Here here are the terms. I will do it all. That's such a blessing. That's such a blessing. Because see, God knows that that our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. And he wants to have a relationship with us and a relationship that goes right now and into tomorrow and in forever. And, And so he says, I'll do it. And his faithful love, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus. And Jesus came, and as Pastor Ben mentioned earlier, lived in our place faithfully, not fractionally faithful, 
faithfully. He was holy, holy. He was H-O-L-Y, W-H-O-L-L-Y. He was perfect all of the time in every way. And so he lived in our place faithfully. But the scripture said that, that we not only needed someone to live in our place perfectly, holy, but since the wages of sin is death, we sent someone needed to die for us. And so Jesus died for us. It wasn't like on the cross they took him down before he died. Okay? That, it, that he almost died. It was really close. He was in ICU up on the cross. And then they took him down. No, he died in our place. He's faithful. And in his word, he said he was going to rise again three days later. And it wasn't like he, he just wanted to rise, that this was a good thought, that this would be really neat. Something to, to dream about. Well, three days later, he was a grave robber. He walked out of the grave. He went from death to life, all because of his faithful love to you and me. Lamentations 3 says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, when Jesus was on the face of the earth, he, he promised that he would send his Holy Spirit. God is faithful. He has sent his Holy Spirit. You see, we get fueled, we get the Holy Spirit, not by striving, not by following these five steps, but we receive the Holy Spirit that God is pouring out on us. And as that Holy Spirit is poured out on us and we receive him and we are fueled by him, we get defined by God. Remember, our culture wants us to define ourselves. We get defined by God. Romans chapter 8. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Did you see the label? Did you see the powerful label? Do you see the, the definition, the defining that God brings to you and me, that God gives to you and me? We are his children. That's a powerful label. Don't leave here without it. Don't go anywhere without it. That's who you are. The scripture tells us that God made us, that we're his craftsmanship, that we're his handiwork, that we're his masterpiece, that he's made us and he's redeemed us and he has an eternal plan for us because we are his children. You know why we struggle with that label that God gives us so much is because we have spent so much of our time coming up with a false self trying to be this thing and that thing and everything, but the thing that we really are, a child of God. God is faithful, right? And so he's in every part of our lives, 
every part of our lives. And so in his faithfulness, God gives us our purpose. And here it is. Jesus says in Matthew 22, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You ever wonder what your purpose is? Now you got it. Love. And we try to find your purpose outside of that. That's, that's why we have so much angst going on. God is faithful. He's loving. He gives us our purpose. He also shares with us in his faithfulness our responsibilities so we know what we're to do. Jesus said in John chapter 8, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. And then Paul says in 2 Timothy, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We're to follow Jesus teaches, that's our, our responsibility. You know, we are to, to listen to him. The Hebrew word, the, the concept with the Hebrew word listen is not only to hear it, but to do it. Our responsibility is to obey God. And in his faithfulness, God also gives us our calling. It says in Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Our purpose, our responsibility, our calling. Love, obey, make disciples. Those three things every day. Love, obey, make disciples. See, God is, God is faithful to us in, in every way. It's clear God is faithful. You know why we struggle with the faithfulness of God? It's because you and I try to make God a human being like us. And since we're not faithful, and, and since our, our friends aren't always faithful, then we kind of doubt if, if God's going to be faithful. Huh? We pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Oh, man, I'm not so sure I want that. Because we're doubting his faithfulness. Another reason why we, we sometimes doubt God's faithfulness is because we want to be God. We want to be in control, and God's supposed to listen to everything we say, and he is supposed to obey us. And so if he doesn't give us what we want, then he's got a problem. He's not faithful, right? Instead of us understanding that he probably has and does have something much better in mind. For us. We struggle with God's faithfulness sometimes because you and I, we live in a culture of instant gratification, right? So if I go to Chick-fil-A on any other day but Sunday and I order uh, a cold soda, boom, I got it within a minute or two. And so we go to God in, in prayer and we're expecting instant gratification. Give it to me now and if you don't, what's wrong with you? You must not be faithful, God is faithful. See, God promised the Messiah, the Savior, a long time ago. People prayed and prayed. They wanted to see the Savior, Jesus. And they lived and died without seeing Jesus. But Jesus came. They didn't see it, but God is faithful. 
Jesus came, Scripture tells us, at just the right time. God is faithful. He's got it all together. Here's, here's maybe a, another way of looking at it, kind of, kind of like in our modern times. The NBA draft was a week ago this past Thursday. In case you didn't see, shockingly, shockingly, I was not drafted this year. Uh, but so the, the NBA draft was a week ago Thursday, and there was a guy named Jordan Bone. He was a guard for the University of Tennessee, and he actually did think he was going to get drafted. Okay, straight up. He thought so, and, and others did too. And, and so he had a draft party. And there were all these people there, family, friends, and they were celebrating, and, and the night went on, and, and the night went on, and, and he, he wasn't getting drafted. And, and finally, there were just a handful of picks left, and, and the teams that he had talked with, the teams that he thought were going to draft him, they had already finished their draft. They weren't up again, and he was brokenhearted, and he thought it was over. In fact, uh, with just those few picks left, his, his brother grabbed up the microphone at that celebration that had now fizzled out and uh, thanked everyone for coming. And as he was doing that, what happened was Jordan's name showed up on the TV screen. He, he did get drafted, uh, 57th out of the 60 draft picks, okay? And there's still things ahead in Jordan's life, but this is what he tweeted out. He said, God doesn't always come when you want but he always comes at the perfect time. God is faithful. The Holy Spirit leads us to receive Jesus' faithfulness as our own. If you're taking notes, that's the last part, right? The Holy Spirit leads us to receive Jesus' faithfulness as our own. Think about what that means. Jesus' faithfulness is ours, our own. We get to walk around with that. That changes things. With Jesus' faithfulness as our own, it's no longer living under the weight and the burden of the law. I got to do this. I should have done that. I sh oh, you know, the law is gone. The spirit is inside of us. We get to live with Jesus' faithfulness the spirit living inside. And, and that looks a, a lot of different ways, a lot of different ways. But here's some of the ways that it can look that we're led by the spirit to give to the poor without excuse. We're led to walk side by side with the outcast without embarrassment or pride. That faithfulness of Jesus' the Spirit fueling us leads us to give generously. To give that, that someone might actually get something better than what we have. With that faithfulness of Jesus inside, with the Spirit fueling us, it looks like you and me sharing the good news of Jesus with others. That's all about his faithfulness being fueled by the Spirit, living according to Jesus' faithfulness, looks like this. Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let's pray for that Spirit.
Lord God, we need you. We want you. Sometimes we're afraid. But pour out your spirit. Maybe better yet, help us to receive your spirit that you are pouring out on everyone here, everyone worshiping online. Fuel us with your spirit, Lord. Help us to live our lives based on you and your word, based on conviction and not convenience. Fuel us, Lord, and help us to live according to your spirit, to love, obey, and go and make disciples to the glory of your name. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.